Zansi's sporting milestones, moments and stories. Flashback Fridays with Tabiso Musia. So now let's wrap up our Heritage Month celebrations, which we have been doing this week. You might remember if you were with us on Tuesday, we spoke to the DG of Sport, uh, Mr. Alec Muemi, about the Indigenous Games, which end in Sisheho today. And he was encouraged by the turnout and told us that they've even managed to integrate some of the uh, games and the codes into school sports. On Wednesday, we heard from the MEC for Sport in Limpopo, MEC Tande Muraka, who says they are open to regulating that traditional bare-knuckle fist-fighting uh, sport or code of Musangwe, and tonight we celebrate Mr. Peter Pactella, the legendary broadcaster who has helped publish the first uh, uh, cricket laws in Isikosa, and he joins us on the line now. Nololo, good evening. Thank you for joining us on SAFM. Hey, how are you? No, I'm fine, man. I'm fine, Mr. P- Mr. Pactella. Hey, I'm sitting in King Williamstown in that dusty village of mine, Masingada village. That's that's where I'm doing my things, uh, looking after cattle and plowing a little bit uh, in the field there. That, that's what I'm doing at the moment, relaxing. So you are farming? A little bit. It's not a big thing. Mm. I cannot be. I cannot be starting business at my age. <laughs> I can't. I mean, uh, I was in this world uh, seventy-three years ago now. <laughs> well, as long as you're enjoying it, Mr. Patella, and I think that's where we should start this interview because people want to know: Have you officially retired? Are you still in the game? No. I mean, uh, I'm still alive. I'm still alive. I still believe I can do the talking. But if you are going to say to me, I must uh, lift the, the wheel or swing my arm over uh, bowling, I cannot do that. But I can sit down and talk. You did come so, out. Of... Yes. I, I'm uh, retired in a way. But I, I never said, no, I've had enough. Now I'm sitting down. But those people who are in charge of the commentaries and all those things, maybe they decided, no. We have done, we're done with this old man now. Oh, no, that's not nice. But you did come back a couple of years ago to commentate in domestic cricket. How was that for you? Yeah, no, it's all right. It was okay for me after retiring from uh, work because of the age. Yes. After retiring, then they called me to do some commentaries uh, that I did. I enjoyed it. As you mentioned, as you mentioned that cricket is my game number one. So I, I used to enjoy that, but as I've said to you, it was decided by some people. Now we've had it now. So let's talk about you, though, your first love of cricket, and you, 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 you are part of this historic achievement of publishing cricket laws in Isikosa. How did that come about? Firstly, my uh, well, my love of cricket, Tabiso, uh, comes uh, from my uh, background where I grew up in the villages. Those were cricketing people in the villages there. My uncles at home, my brothers at home, those were cricketing people. Remember, in our villages around King Williamstown and Middle Drift, we've been playing cricket for ages. Yes. Having our traditional tournaments there, Omakale Gusha, yes. if you've heard about that. Yeah, well. that that's, that's where I developed my, my cricket. And I played my cricket uh, for my village club, when I was 14, 14, 15 years, I was playing for them in our traditional tournaments that we were playing there. 
I'm told that you were a fiery fast bowler in your time. Is that correct? Yes, yes, yes. That's right. You know, I, I nearly, I nearly destroyed cricket in our village cricket because uh, I was so quick, and the people uh, couldn't cope, couldn't cope with my pace. And uh, people were running away. Now they didn't want to go and bet in their clubs. And they would give up points and say, "No, we're not. We're not playing this match." They were scared of these uh, the fireworks that they were facing there. And I still love that. I enjoy watching a bowler who is aggressive, a batsman who is aggressive. I enjoy that. And, and and why fast bowling? Did you? Was there anyone in particular that you liked at the time, or is it what came naturally to you? No, it came naturally. It came naturally. Nobody, there was nobody that I was looking at, uh, except my uh, people in the villages. Uh, nobody was quicker than me in my in, in my village then. Nobody was quicker than me. So I just enjoyed it because uh, with fast bowling, you can easily take the ball, the batsman out of the way. If you stop on staying there, say now I'm going to hit you to all over the park. And say, okay, let, let's have it. I would attack the man. Hi. Attack the man. The body line. Body line. All the body. The body line. Yes. <laughs> and I, 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 I also read that you actually went all the way to play for a South African cricket board eleven on a tour to Rhodesia in nineteen seventy five. Is that correct? That's right. That's right. Yeah. It was still uh, Rhodesia then yeah. before it became Zimbabwe. Then it became Zimbabwe in nineteen eighty. Not sir. So what kind of a team was this? Was it a mixed-race team? Was it an all-black team? It was almost an all-black team. It was a mixed-race because we had two guys from England who were coaches there. Uh, we were coaching here in South Africa. Uh, Phil Kerrig and uh, one other guy. I've just forgotten his name now. Those were the two white guys who were in that side. Otherwise, we were all black. And how was that experience for you, Mr. Peter Pakel? It was a good experience because we're playing against people like uh, uh, David Finn in uh, in Rhodesia. Oh, no, in, in Zimbabwe. Mm. Uh, do you want me to call it Rhodesia or Zimbabwe? It's fine, whichever one. <laughs> <laughs> it was Zimbabwe then anyway. Yes. We, we, we had the, those guys, uh, or Richie Kashula, the chaps were playing for Zimbabwe. Remember... Rhodesia, they were playing in the South African competition in the Carrot Cup. Mm. So those were big chips that were playing against it. But our team was not so strong. We needed to develop. Uh, I mean, the development that is taking place these days was not there. So was this a, a, a Proteus team? Did you get a badge or was it a separate team because you couldn't represent the country because of the laws at the time? Exactly, you're right. We had our we had our own badge as the black uh, black uh, South Africans playing cricket. We we had a badge, we had a badge. The head of a Springbok on on our badge. We had the the head of the Springbok. Mm-hmm. So that was the badge we we're having. And do you have any regrets when you look back at your pl- at your at your playing career, especially because of the system that didn't allow others to play for their country because of the color of your skin? Surely it will always be there, Tabi. So, and when you look back, you say to yourself, "But these chaps were playing." Look at Peter Pollock. Yep. Uh, Peter Pollock was playing for South Africa. Graham Pollock playing were playing for South Africa. We're almost in the same age. You know, we used to watch them playing uh, playing cricket. 
but we couldn't do it. So it, it is uh, regret, regrettable that we are not having that chance to show ourselves parading our talents in the world stage, because they were able to go to all over the world, going to Australia, England, and all those places, but we couldn't do that. But uh, what else would we do? Yeah. And on that note, Mr. Patrella, is it fair then to have these greatest South African cricket teams of all time when some were not allowed to play for their country, which means the pool was only from a select few? Well, that's a difficult thing. You know, if uh, they choose from people who are playing then, uh, well, it will be okay for them. But uh, these days, we had people who were good cricketers then, but they couldn't. They would just walk into the South African team. Mm. Those chips, you take uh, Koki, like Koki Majola in, a, in a Port Elizabeth, right. Koki Majola, he was a good rugby player and a cricketer. And those were quality, quality players. You, you, you would never worry, even if they were going to be put against the white side. No, you, you wouldn't say, no, they cannot beat them. We had good guys were there. Mm-hmm. So that we couldn't play on that stage. At least it remains a, at least something a bit. You say, you say now, there's something that I've not achieved. Well, for those who've just joined us, we are talking to legendary broadcaster, commentator, all-rounder, former player, Mr. Peter Abakela, uh, just as we continue our celebrations with Heritage Month, the man that's been credited with uh, with uh, helping publish the uh, laws of the game of cricket in Isikosa. The first time ever the ICC announced this a couple of weeks ago, and it gives us a chance to also talk about his uh, broadcasting career and to get his thoughts on what's happening at the moment. If you do want to join the conversation at any time, the lines are open right now on 0891. 104207. Our SMS line is 40938. WhatsApp is 0614104107. That uh, studio number again, 0891104207. And we'll continue the conversation after the break. Zanzi's Sporting Milestones, Moments and Stories. Flashback Fridays with Tabiso Musia. Call Tabiso now, 0891-104-207. Already reaction from social media, Ondela Billy says, Peter Patrella was my uncle's favorite, favorite commentator. Uh, Kes Naidu says, please pass on my best regards. What a legend you have there in studio. And Usizwe Peyi says, well done for bringing this legend, uh, Peter Patrella. He wants to know what is he doing these days. I think he's already answered uh, that, uh, Mr. Patrella. Let's talk now about broadcasting, Mr. Peter Patrella. Where did the love for broadcasting come from? Uh, well, uh, hello, Kes. I'm happy that you're also listening. Tabi, <laughs> uh, so the love for radio work, you know, it developed when I was still a young chap. I was still doing, uh, I think, secondary secondary school. I used to listen to the radio a lot. Uh, that was a radio band then. I used to listen to our announcers uh, or broadcasters then then i told myself no man i, I think i enjoy this thing and there were some uh, uh, announcers that i i would i wouldn't miss their programs i wouldn't miss their programs because i enjoyed the way they were doing things that's where my love uh, started now when i when i started working i was a a school teacher 
Yes. And then I, I taught for six years. And there was no money then, Tabi. So, you know, we, we were getting only 48 rand a month huh? then. 48 rand a month, that's no mistake. I'm not making a mistake. Sure. 48 rand a month. The ladies were getting 38 rand. Oh, no. Now, you, you, now you, you kept looking around for a better pay. So I was lucky looking around. I was lucky to get a job at the SABC. Uh, and then as an announcer, well, then, and I was doing almost everything there. So I took almost everything, all the programs, you call it magazine programs, sport mm. request programs, quiz programs, request programs. Uh, we were doing all those things. And that's why we, we became so good. You know, we take off all trades. <laughs> we're, not spe- spe- we're not specializing. So that's where my love, f- that's where my love for radio started the radio work. And one other thing, uh, Tabiso, that I used to keep in mind, that if you are doing this uh, uh, broadcasting, whether you are presenting a, a request program or whatever, but you keep three things in mind. Mm-hmm. People out there, they need to be informed. People out there, they need to be educated. People out there, they need to be entertained. Then I told myself, that's what radio is for. Mm-hmm. So, all the time that I was doing my job, I was keeping all those things. People have got to be informed. They've got to be educated, entertained. So uh, I think I've uh, have I answered you. My yes, love, you my have. Love you have. And I, I do understand that the father of black commentary, the pioneer, um, the late given in Klebe, was one of the people you looked up to? Of course, yes. Of course, yes. Give uh, me, give May his soul rest in peace. He, 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 that's a man. I started broadcasting sport under that that old man. I started broadcasting sport doing uh, boxing, rugby. I think that was most what we were doing most and athletics. Mm. Then I think we we're concentrating on those. Then uh, we were not, we were not doing soccer yet. We only started <laughs> doing soccer uh, in 1970s. Uh, in 1970, I think 1976, when we started having television, everybody could see Orlando Pirates and Kaiser Chiefs playing. Now we used to hear them over the radio. Now we're able to see them now on television. That soccer started growing in these areas. I mean, in the Cape, it started growing. Then we had guys who were playing soccer, and they were... They knew the game very well. Uh, I was not a, I was not a soccer man, uh, Tabiso. Is it is it true that during those days um, that you were not allowed as black commentators to sit with your white colleagues in the stadiums during matches? Gee, yes. yes. So where were you commentating from? Remember, I'll tell you, I'll tell you one story. And don't laugh at it. Eh? Okay. I was sitting here in uh, Islana at Buffalo Park. At Buffalo Park, there was a cricket match, a border, border playing against uh, Natal uh, those days. Mm-hmm. I was broadcasting from a trailer. You see these things that transport horses? Yes. Yeah. Ooh. I was broadcasting from that. Then I would say, yes, this is really coming from the horse's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I, say, I said I won't laugh, but I can't help myself. 
Yeah, it, it was tough, Tabizo, then. We would sit outside there, you know, amongst people. Uh, when you start commentating and making noise, people will all look look at you while the Africans and English commentators were sitting in some cubicles that were made for these, uh, for these languages, Africans and English only. Uh, we had to sit outside or broadcast from a car. Could you, could you eat lunch with them at least? That was tough then. Huh? Oh, okay. That, that was tough. But uh, as uh, things were changing, as things were changing, then we were able to sit together. Oh, okay. Let's go to the lines because uh, Gideon has been holding a cook. Gideon, a cook. Good evening. Thank you for calling us. A cook. Oh, let's go to the yeah <laughs> <laughs> Great call, thank you. Yes, Gideon. Thank you, Gideon, and everyone, Mr. Bakela, that I spoke to, uh, that, that that talks about you, talks about exactly what Gideon has just touched on now, how you were able to paint a picture uh, during your commentary. Obviously, you must have realized that the power of radio. Yes, uh, that's for sure. You know, if you you recommended your own radio, you know you are the eyes of the person who is listening to you. You've got to paint a complete picture of what you see in front of you. If you're doing a, a, a rugby commentary, you, you must know where you are on the field of rugby. You, you must take the, the listener, put the listener there. Even cricket, in cricket, if you are doing a commentary, you must make sure that you give the listener the, the fielding positions and, and everything. You make sure that they see what you are seeing. I think uh, that's why I tried that. I tried to do that. I don't know whether I succeeded. Yeah, I know. I think you succeeded. And before I go to, okay, let's go to Monabisi because he's on the road. Monabisi, thank you for holding. Good evening. Thank you for joining us. Sir. Good evening, Chavisa. Thank you so much for bringing Prapita. I couldn't resist when I was on the road. <laughs> I, 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 I travelled with Prapita on that historic tour to the West Indies. I'm sure that Peter Bakela will remember that. Mm. Yeah, well, yeah, we, were part, we were part of the under-19, the SA under-19 team at the time. With all her show gigs, late to Lama Mazigazan, I'm sure you The wicked keeper, it. yes, the wicked keeper, the glove man from PE. Yes, yes, we were in the same no. team. And Upo Peter must tell you, enriched our experience of cricket. We thought we knew cricket at the time, you know, representing South Africa at the age of 19. And the stories he told us, I mean, we were, we were, we were, he was the highlight of that tour for me. And thank you so much for bringing him on the on the on the on the radio, and I look forward to getting my hands on his book. Thank you thank very you so much, much, the Monwabisi on the road. Uh, no, no, no. Before I take another break here, what's the difference between commentating on TV and commentating on the radio? Oh, there's a, there's a big difference, Tabisa. Uh, there's a big difference on radio. 
uh, the person you are, are talking to is, cannot see what you are seeing. Mm. Unlike television. The television, the people can see the picture there. Now you've got to add something around what they are seeing, not telling them what they can see on the, on the television screen. So the, the radio, I used to enjoy it better than television because uh, I enjoyed telling people everything, not leaving some things out. Because on television, you leave some things out. If you play the beautiful cover drive, people can see that cover drive. Mm-hmm. So you've got to say something else, not telling them that he's playing a cover drive. Unless, on your mind, you are saying people need to be educated. Tell them that now he's playing a cover drive. But on television, well, I always believed you don't have to say everything that a person can see. You've got to find something else to add, to add onto what people are seeing. Well, the calls are still coming in. I'm going to go to the lines shortly, but I have to take another quick break and we'll continue our conversation with Mr. Peter Pactela. Flashback Fridays on SAFM. Also, reaction coming through on social media. Mdange says it's very hard to get through today. The lines are busy, but thank you for bringing Utatu Peter Patela on your show. A living legend you have there. Tata. Try again, Mdange. Try again, Mdange. And also, Ukahesano says, here comes a bowler on the stamps. He hit it. It goes high over, 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 over six. And then Ubongadi says, you know, Tabi, so I developed the love of cricket because of his commentary calling a four Amangina and Komo. Kagata, Kagata. Let's go to the lines in Jezana in Cape Town. Thank you for calling us. Good evening, Mr. Peter Pactela is our guest. Uh, okay, in Jezana, we dropped. We're going to come back to you. Ronnie in Katlahonga, are you there? Okay, Ronnie also uh, dropped. Let's read another tweet here from Siabulela uh, Loilana, who says, I grew up listening to this great man, Uno Lolo, Ati Ayakita Lamadota, when we are conceding wides and no balls. Such fond <laughs> memories. I'm young, but I know who, is in the, who he is in the space of a commentary. And talking about these terms that you would coin, Mr. Peter Patella, these cricket terms in Corsa that have now been put into a book, how did you come up with them? Or did you see that there was a need for you to translate the message to to, to, to the majority of the people? Yeah, uh, uh, the thing is, uh, I was supposed to be doing my commentary in Isikosa. So uh, I was getting worried where I've got to throw in some uh, English terms here and there. Then I said to myself, no, we need to sit down and then try and get some Corsa uh, ways, so coin some, com- some ways for Isikosa commentary. Now, th- these terms... Uh, what was among among the men go more right? Mm. I would I, I would talk about inwele, mm. inwele. That's a six. <laughs> you you hit a six. You hit a six. Ah, it goes right into the sky or it's to holy. heaven if you like. That's the place <laughs> for the holies. So that's why I decided to call you six inwele. That is brilliant. So now, uh, with these new laws that have been published in Sitosa, can a bowler now say Kunjani instead of how's it? Kunjani. You know, that Kunjani story, it's like a tabby. So if I meet you, I say, how's it, how's it, my brother? How's it, how's it, my brother? You don't talk like that around the field of uh, cricket. When you ask the umpire the question, you say, Kunjani, 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 Kunj
That's why people love you so much, Mr. Peter Patel. And we've got another spe- special guest with us on the line, Unjangela, the General Obantu Olomisa, that joins ah. us. Let's test your vocabulary. When I say, yeah, Olomisa is bold, a goofy on. Uh, what, does that, what does that mean? Yes. <laughs> now, because it's translation, yes, he loads the cricket. Ukwamagama, it's not Kwazanga, or translator.
rabbi uh, fullback in France. Where? Uh, at uh, Den Kaika Stadium. Mm. We're playing as veteran. Serge okay. Blanco. Remember him? Oh, Serge Blanco, the, the yes, French. Yes, he played for, <laughs> for France. <laughs> hey. We were playing against uh, uh, Karel Duplessis. And uh, Rob Lowe was playing number six or seven. Yeah, that was and his position. Seth Blanco uh, overlapped, and he went straight to Karel Duplessis. And then I was playing number 14, mm. and he passed uh, a scissors, call it scissors, pass. That's and then right. I went between Seth Blanco. I mean, uh, Karel Duplessis as well as uh, uh, Rob Lowe. And I went straight to score the try. Mm. Uh, what is the meaning of scissors pass? <laughs> in the, the, the scissors. If scissors, omnia, the opposite direction. Yeah. If, you are, if, you are running, if you are running towards your left, yeah. And then you you make a scissors movement. The other yeah. one will be will be running towards the right. It's Kosa's team yeah. again, Mister Patel. That's a scissors movement. Yes, Kosa. No, no, no. In Kosa. Ah, you see, Yabala again, Yabala again, go go on, Chengale. Ufunon di sa bunoba. And this is one with all right. Us us ufunon di sa. Ah, I don't get Kosa. Kosa, this is younger. So now, I must say, Manko, any younger than General. They are going now. We are going. What can you tell us about Peter Pakela? I know you're a big no. sporting man yourself. You, you follow no, sports. No, on a serious note, uh, Peter has long been a veteran in sport, especially in commenting uh, on cricket, where we've been listening to him and young boys all along. And he has got uh, this... Uh, art of uh, a painting a picture of how the field placing is on cricket uh, and so on and so on so we we congratulate you that you have, you could manage to to write uh, or translate the sport into uh, african languages and i hope that uh, uh, the the coaches we learn a lot from what you have done for our sport. Thank you very much, Njengele, there, the general of Bantu Olumisa. Yeah, I bowed a quickly to you to this evening. <laughs> hey, you, you caught him off guard. He, has, he hasn't warmed up yet. You caught him off guard. He was just warming up nicely. But thank you, Mr. Olumisa, for joining thank us. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Hey, my phone, my phone, Abantu Nololo. I have to take another break, and we have to go back to the lines. Wongumd Ufunteta now. Zanzi sporting milestones, moments, and stories. Flashback Fridays with Tabiso Musia. Let's have the conversation. Oh eight nine one one zero four two zero seven. I said the people are calling and they haven't stopped calling him. Dange ekapa utewa pumela. Good evening. Njala pumela putoa mkuu chani. Se apila wedu chani. 
Thank you, Mdange in Cape Town. He wants Peter Pakrela to come back and commentate cricket. He says somebody must do the right thing and bring him back. And you said you are ready, right? Yeah. Yes. Of course. <laughs> Let's go. We've got another special guest here, Mlulekin Tsabo, a renowned ah. SABC sports commentator, another all-rounder, the man that does it all, 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 Mlulekin. Mlu, good evening. Thank you very much for joining us. I would think that this is one of your idols because it's everybody's role model. Umlune. Good evening, Peter, and to our listeners, and of course to the legend himself, Uteru Peter Bakela. What did you learn from this legend, Mlulekin Sabu? Hi, the guy you're talking to, um, is, as much as we say he's a legend, uh, in my books, he, he, he still he should be uh, commentating as we speak. He still should uh, should be having that mic. Uh, uh, on as well. So um, I see a consummate professional, uh, someone that I learned a great deal um, working with him, even though um, it wasn't long enough. But all that I imbibed from him and uh, the professionalism and the, a, a lot of history that I used to really try and, 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 and take out of him, especially when we're driving together. Uh, so, but if I can tell you funny stories, is that that uh, we would be driving from PE to go maybe to East London. That distance is about three hours. But somewhere near in Moshua, uh, we would stop and have a, a cup of coffee, and that for me was one of those things that uh, that I, I would miss, uh, always miss uh, about Peter with those breaks. And I know you love your coffee, Mluleki Nsabo. Uh, Mr. Patrella, tell us, well, there's a crop of young commentators coming through, especially in Isikosa. Mluleki can switch in both languages. And these ones seem to have gone to these model schools. You can tell when they switch, eh? But they've kept the language alive. I can think of Otando Kamane, Kanyiso Chwagu, U6, Sochelelua, really young guys. Does that, does that please you that they're still able to commentate in Isikosa? Yeah, the models, model C schools. You know, our youngsters, they seem to be taken away by this, uh, the use of English. Some people, they see themselves as being people if they can speak English well. But our languages have got to be number one. We've got to try and grow them. I listen to these, uh, I listen to them, these uh, uh, youngsters, uh, the commentators that are coming up. I do listen to them. Mm. Uh, some of them, I can uh, pick up some words uh, that they are trying to use coarser words in their commentaries. But unfortunately, English will always come in, yep. especially <laughs> with cricket. <laughs> because you can't translate everything in cricket. That's the thing, yeah. That's the thing. Okay, we've also got Kevin calling us from Limpopo. Kevin, good evening. Thank you for calling us. What's your comment? 
Hello, good evening, Chalvisa. Good evening, Peter. Oh, I am a blind me. person. And what you had to say about uh, TV commentary and radio commentary, I agree with you wholeheartedly. People say to me, why don't you turn your TV on and listen? I say, I turn my TV on and then I don't know what's going on because the crowd is cheering and I don't know if the guy's hit a six or has he got a wicket or what. But I, mm. I just stay glued to my radio. I, I'm told... And I, and with Peter, at times, I, I felt as though I was right there at the Wonders or at Newlands or wherever the game was. He brought it so alive to me. And I just want to thank him as a blind person, and I'm sure for many other blind people in South Africa who have listened to Peter, we miss you stacks and stacks, and we must really do something to try and get you come back. Thank you and very I also much. wanted yes. to ask Peter if he ever knew um, Charles Fortune, and did Charles Fortune perhaps have any kind of influence on his life? Okay, great stuff, yes. Kevin. Yeah, uh, Charles Fortune, yes. I, I, I worked with him a little bit when he was uh, moving towards the end of his career. I know he, he left the microphone. He was around, around about 80 years old. I remember meeting Charles Fortune at the Wanderers. Yeah. You know, I, I was I was sitting. No, he was sitting in my it was it, what was supposed to be my cubicle. He was sitting there with somebody else. They were discussing their things. When when I came in, I said, "Oh yes, we have invaded your cubicle, Charles Fortune, Charles Fortune." So I I worked with him a little bit. I worked with him a little bit. Great stuff. And, uh, yes. you know, this uh, gentleman, Tabiso, is saying he's a, he's a blind man. Yes. I commentated with a blind man, Dean Duplessis. Yes, yes, I know Dean. I've spoken to him before, actually, and he was also on Stephen Crotis' show this morning. Yes, from Zimbabwe. Oh, you know, Dean Duplessis in Zimbabwe. You know, it, it, it was interesting. Because I was working with him now, I would be interested to notice it. While he's talking, he, he fills up. After you have described the action, so Dean Duplessis would come would come in and say his bit. While the bowler is going back to his mark, he's talking and saying his thing. But as soon as the bowler is close to the stumps to deliver, he stops to allow you to allow you to to get on with the commentary. But that was interesting. But Dean, how do you get it right? Because he doesn't see. He says he's no. got a sixth sense. I've spoken to him before and it's a pity he's not coming here. I heard him on Stephen's show. He said he's not coming here for the tour of Zimbabwe, but uh, we know the fantastic work that he does. We have to end it there, Mr. Patrella. Uh, someone, Millie in Cape Town, says, I still remember the days when you used to have a Saturday program called Iteko. I was about 10 years old then, Mr. Patrella. And Fundi says, I'm enjoying the interview. And uh, Meg says there should be a film about this man. And uh, that's where we, and then also Sajin Indenze says, that's a living legend. 